What is going on? And we are back with the 17th episode of NF Sports Talk. And I just want to thank all of you for tuning in today. And in today's podcast, we're going to be continuing on what we were doing for the last few episodes. And we're going to be doing the 2014 NFL Draft. So we've already previous on the last three drafts starting at 2011. And we're working our way up to now to 2014. And this has got to be by far the best draft that we've seen personally. Ethan, what are your thoughts on, on this? Just to look at looking at it, like to start off and... I guess it's got to be the best draft we've done so far. Yeah, it's there's definitely some outstanding players at the top, but then there's also, you know, maybe some of the worst ones that we've seen near the top. But So it's, like, very diverse. There's obviously quite a few future Hall of Famers here. And then we have guys, that, you know, that we've never heard of taken by yours truly, uh, the Jags and the Rams. Yeah, it just seems like the Jags and the Rams always have the top you know, top five pick, and they're always picking the, the wrong players. But, you know, uh, the entire first round is basically players that are very well known. And even moving into the second round, there's some that are pretty well off and, you know, big time players. So just to start off, we're going to get right into it. To start the 2014 NFL draft, the first overall pick by the Houston Texans was, as you may know, Jadavion Clowney, who basically was a freak of nature. Like, he's one of the best athletes in the entire NFL. He's linebacker slash defensive end. He can do it all. You know, he can play back in coverage a little bit. He can, you know, sack the quarterback. And, you know, J.D. Van Clowney is one of the best, you know, pass rushers we've seen in such a long time. His strength, his height, his speed, it's just, you know, unprecedented to any other pass rusher in the entire league. And you will see in the future, uh, in a few moments, how many other good pass rushers are actually in this draft. And he was drafted number one above all of those guys. So, uh, Ethan, what do you, what are your first thoughts on Javon Clowney, and you know maybe you want to touch on how he's a free agent right now, still in in this off season? Yeah, like uh, looking at you know about six years ago, the number one pick in the draft. You know he's a free agent; he doesn't even have a home right now. I'm sure that's um, definitely going to change. Obviously, you know he's not going to not be on a team; he'll still be possibly a Pro Bowl player again next year. But yeah, like you're saying, this is definitely a, a star-studded you know, defensive line, pass rusher uh, draft. And, you know, I think you can't really go wrong with any of the three that uh, we're going to mention. Right. And, you know, are you been a little bit surprised that, you know, Clowney hasn't signed a deal yet with his team? Like, I know the Seahawks, he's, he wants to stay with the Seahawks at the same time. I'm sure his market's pretty huge as he's only 26 years old right now. So to, what do you think um, about him kind of waiting to sign his deal after everyone else? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's even been offered uh, a contract because I seen a report the other day how Clowney's finding out firsthand that just because, you know, you're the name, the popular guy, it's not leading to the, you know, the money that he wants. And, you know, I haven't really seen any reports of what he's offering or what, what he wants to be offered. I'm not sure if it's a lot. If it like I know he wanted to before he was traded, he wanted to go to a contender. So obviously, you know, he doesn't want to be on a bad team. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he stays with the Seahawks. I can, I, I can definitely see them just being a few pieces away, and you know, a couple, a couple division games away from being at the top of that division. For sure, and they, you know, they came to mill inches of winning the division last year against the San Francisco 49ers in the last game of the regular season. Yeah, I believe the the 49ers beat them three times last year, I believe. And, you know, it, 
it's just the way professional sports is. You're not going to beat the same team four times. Like, realistically, that should never happen. So everyone is saying how lucky, uh, you know, the 49ers were that they didn't meet again in the – they didn't meet in the playoffs, right? No, they did not. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they didn't meet in the playoffs. So, you know, it just doesn't happen with uh, winning four times in a row. So, you know, all all their games are very close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's a good fit for him. But, you know, at the same time, you know, Bobby Wags is getting older. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not sure if they have their – oh, actually, I believe it's too late to use the franchise tag now. So I'm honestly not sure what he's waiting for. I'm not sure if he's waiting for the money, a different team, or what. But, you know, we'll see soon. I'm assuming probably before the draft. Yeah, you would think they want to get that need taken care of for the NFL draft. And, you know, I'm sure the stuff going on in the world right now has a has a big factor on a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, definitely interesting to see that Clowney has waited so long. And, you know, maybe it's the fact that he's coming off his worst season as a, you know, as a player when he's played, you know, most of the season. Because he only had three sacks last year. He only played 13 games. And, uh... He only had 31 tackles, so. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, a big a big part of that could be switching. Um, for sure, yeah. Switching teams. He he's been with the same uh, defensive coordinator probably his whole career there in Houston, and you know, going into a completely different coaching style with, you know, Pete Carroll, 110 percent a player's coach, all for the players. He does whatever to make them happy and whatnot. So, I, I definitely see him in the future being back in the Pro Bowl and, you know, hopefully making a deep run uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. You know, Clowney's one of the best players to watch and, uh, you know, definitely electrifying. Uh, Moving on here, you know, at number two, we got Greg Robinson. Maybe not know him because he's a tackle, but maybe you do know him because of his recent incident in the news. But, you know, we're not going to get too much into this guy, but, you know, he's not going to be playing the NFL anytime soon. That's for sure. No, definitely, you know, another interesting pick by the Rams that, you know, didn't pan out. When they were in St. Louis, you know, they weren't not a very good team whatsoever. And uh, ever since they've made that uh, transition to Los Angeles, you know, they've been a, a much better franchise and, you know, a definitely much needed rejuvenation, I would say. For sure. Uh, you know, getting to number three, we got the first quarterback taken in the draft. No one other than, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Blake Bortles over, you know, some of the other quarterbacks that are in this draft. But, you know, how do you how do you think, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about the Jags making some ridiculous picks at, you know, one, two, three, four and five every every episode. But this might be up there for one of the worst, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, looking I at it now anyway. Yeah, looking looking at his stats, you know, he he was pretty good, actually. He he put up big numbers, but you know it's kind of like the same as like the Andy Dalton situation. Like the guys got nobody, but especially back then, like literally had nobody. He led them uh, deep in the playoffs that one year where they lost to the Patriots. They had that huge meltdown, but you know he was he wasn't too bad looking at his numbers. Uh, but you know there's definitely tons and tons. You know, fifteen, twenty other better players looking at it now that they could have chosen. But yeah, they have a. Uh, they haven't had the best of luck at the quarterback position down there. But we'll see what uh, 
Gardner Minshew can do. You know, he looked very well towards the end of last season. Yeah, definitely the you know definitely the best option we've seen in Jacksonville in a long time. So he's thrown to himself basically. So he's got to get some weapons. He, you know, he did just sign Tyler Eifert, which is big for a young quarterback having a big tight end like that. So yeah, um, they got to get some receivers. And if Leonard Fournette, you know, doesn't want to get out of the town, he'll have a good running back as well. So. You know, Blake Bortles, you know, first quarterback chosen. This wasn't the best quarterback draft, I'd say. Uh, just looking at it, you know, the best quarterbacks were taken in the second and third rounds probably, and yeah. the first two were, you know, they're not really playing anymore. But, uh, you know, we get to the first receiver taken by the Buffalo Bills, and, you know, it's kind of – you don't really think about Sammy Watkins – uh, as a Buffalo Bill really anymore, but that's where he started his career, and he, he was pretty good there in in uh, Buffalo. See, I don't know. Like, I kind of uh, I kind of think of it a bit the other way. Like, now that he's on Kansas, like, you don't hear much about him. Obviously, with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, he's sitting there at, like, a third option, and even, I believe you pronounce his name, Hartman? Hartman? Nicole Hartman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, Nicole. like, with him. Yeah, like super speedy bat or receiver. So, you know, obviously he's going to be getting a lot of balls just beating him down the field. So, yeah, like, yeah, he's a I don't third know. option. He, yeah, he's a third option, and he could definitely be a solid one, maybe two on uh, another team. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I believe uh, he is on a pretty big deal, though. Yeah, and and they're trying to get get rid of him. Actually, they're they're trying to. You know, I'm seeing reports that he's uh, trying to you know, get a trade with the Eagles actually with uh, Sammy Watkins. So, um, yeah, you know, that would definitely be a, a win-win situation, uh, scenario there for obviously the Kansas clearing up cap after winning the Super Bowl, maybe getting uh, a little bit better picks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the Eagles need some wide receivers pretty desperately. For sure. And uh, like they're trying to pay Mahomes. And like you said, he's on a big contract. So, Definitely got to take care of Mahomes as the number one priority. Yeah. Um, you know, arguably one of the best players in the draft right here at number five, the Oakland Raiders took Khalil Mack, linebacker uh, out of Buffalo, which, you know, this guy was – his story is ridiculous. His story is pretty incredible. And uh, he's one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL at this point. Yeah, super, super good, man. Like, he'll uh, definitely – disrupt any offensive line you know so you got to double team him and then even then you see videos of him just swim moving around or you know just even tossing the lineman right out of the way like just the absolute freaking nature definitely making the big bucks and uh you know i think that's the uh, main reason why gruden traded him away mm-hmm. was uh the money but you know definitely a bad part on Oakland, I believe. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like they had their hands tied, but at the same time, Khalil Max, one of the, like we said, one of the best defensive players in the league. So, um, you know, he didn't have his greatest season last year, but that, that, that team overall didn't do the greatest and their expectations weren't that high. But, you know, Khalil Max just one of those guys who, like you said, you need at least two guys to guard him on any given any given snap. So yeah. he's always causing disruption and always, you know, if he's not getting the sack, he's doing something to disrupt the quarterback or, or the running game or something like that. Yeah, in uh, Clint Mack's career, you know, he's a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. He won Defensive Player of the Year, 
He won uh, the Buck Kiss Award. I'm not sure what exactly that one is. Dick Buck Kiss. Yeah, what uh, what award? Given to the best linebacker. Oh, yeah, so he won uh, best linebacker for 2016-2018. And then, you know, obviously a couple awards in uh, college, you know, coming out of the University of Buffalo. Definitely not one of the schools you think of when producing, you know, top-of-the-line talent in football. But... You know, it's good for that school to get the, the recognition. And, you know, I know his uh, his younger brother is also a linebacker at Buffalo. And I think he he might be in this year's draft or next year's draft as well. Yeah. And um, what, what's the story that you said that, you know, Clem Mack was on like a one-star recruit or something like that come out of college? Uh, Yeah, it'll, it'll say right here, I believe. You know, because that's kind of ridiculous to think about Clem Mack, you know, one of the best players, and he's huge, monstrous, but he wasn't the biggest recruit. And no, like you yeah. said, that's Buffalo's school there too. Yeah, no, he he was actually a walk-on at Buffalo. Mm. So he had he had no D1 offers, nothing. And, you know, yeah, that's huge. It, it just shows you what hard work can do. And, you know, you work hard, you'll get to where you want to be. And that's obviously been proven. The guy's a monster. Yeah, that's a perfect story, like we said, and, you know, having him walk on, kind of like uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, another walk-on story, which is pretty ridiculous, so, you know. Yeah, you know, you make a name for yourself. For sure, and then, you know, you just want it more than the other people when you, you don't get anything. Yeah, it's almost, it's kind of like, uh, almost proving the point where, like, if your family doesn't have a ton of money and you're not at a top-name school, like, you're not going to get looked at, really. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure in every sport there is some some kid out there that didn't get looked at because of his school or his town or community that, you know, could be better than some of these professional athletes if he had the, the right training and whatnot. Right, so, for sure. Yeah, you know, you just got to keep persevering through and, you know, work to what you want to complete in life. For sure. Uh, you know, going on to pick six and seven here, we got two guys out of Texas A&M. One of them's an uh, offensive tackle, so we're not going to spend too much time on him. But the other guy is Mike Evans, who just got a new quarterback in Tampa Bay. And, you know, Mike Evans is one of the most productive receivers, you know, quietly productive receivers, I want to say, in the entire NFL. Yeah, he that guy is super underrated due to the fact, I think, probably because he's in Tampa. But, you know, he's definitely got to be up there for, you know, maybe even like top five receiver in the league. And, yeah, he he's great. Just a huge target. Definitely going to be uh, one of Brady's top receivers he's probably ever played with, you know, up there with Moss maybe. Yeah, like, you know, look at it. He hasn't posted less than 1,000 yards his entire career. Every every season he's posted 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah, and, you know, obviously without it the best quarterback, you know, in Tampa in the last couple of years. That's, those are good numbers. Yeah. And even uh, at, at 25 years old, he posted 1500 yards with eight touchdowns. Yeah. Like that's good. And, um, you know, as, as we move down the list, we're going to see a, another wide receiver. And uh, in my opinion, I'm taking Mike Evans over the other receiver when we get to him. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a, you know, there's a lot of factors for that, but I, I think you're correct on that one as well. Um, you know, coming here at number nine, we got one of the most athletic linebackers in the entire NFL, I'd have to say. He's huge, 6'5", 
Anthony Barr with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, this guy is just, he's just huge. You know what I mean? Like he does everything well. And uh, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if you remember, but last season, Josh Allen actually hurdled this guy in, in one of the games they were playing. Yeah, that, that was crazy. You know, obviously you don't ever anticipate a hurdle coming, never mind by uh, a quarterback on, yeah, definitely one of the most athletic, hard-hitting linebackers there can be in the league. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely crazy. I think I think he's super good. Although I believe he came off uh, – this might have been his worst season yet, if I remember. Um, just about, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's almost average, I guess. He never really racks up sacks, but he, you know, he's always there to make a tackle and make a play on the, on the middle of the field. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, definitely just a, a big threat that's standing right there. He's a six foot five, two 255 pounds. Yeah. Uh, that's, and he, like, he ran a 4'6 in college. I think he's probably... Definitely faster than that now. But, yeah, four-time pro bowler, obviously. The guy can ball. Yeah, definitely one of the best linebackers, I'd say, in the NFL just for what he does right, and that's his own thing. Yeah. But just like another another linebacker, there's a lot of good linebackers in this draft as well. And, uh, you know, here at number 10, we're going to go over to offensive side of the ball again. We mentioned this before, but, you know, Eric Ebron, he feels like he's been playing in the NFL forever and, you know, he's still pretty young and he's on a new team with the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Yeah. I think that's a huge pickup for uh, whoever they got in quarterback next year. Who knows if uh, big Ben will be back, you know, Mason Rudolph, you never know. I actually, I didn't know he was drafted by the Vikings. I only remember him being on um, the Colts and oh, I, he's only on the Colts for two seasons, but yeah, that's the only team I remember him on. But you know, definitely a tight end. Generally, you don't see a tight end tape taken within the top ten. No, which is sure. uh, yeah, that's that's pretty strange. You know, just two picks below him. There's an electrifying player there. Yeah, and you know, like you said, we mentioned about the other receiver, and the other receiver here at number twelve is Odell Beckham Jr., who definitely coming off one of his you know worst two seasons in the NFL. But still a guy who I'd love to have on my team, and I'm sure a lot of other owners would for his on-field play for sure and uh, this and that. But, you know, there's just something about him. Like, he's never happy where he is. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but is that yeah. what you're factoring in when you're talking about you take Mike Evans over Odell Beckham? Uh, I'm just taking Mike Evans because, like, you know, Odell, like, obviously he's young. He's electrifying. So, you know, he has an ego. Although, you know, we've seen that calm down a bit since he's been in Cleveland. But obviously he has the infamous kicking net ordeal that happened. And, you know, he's always kind of just had a big mouth. And obviously this year he didn't, did not produce how they were supposed to. You know, we, everyone is expecting the Browns to be definitely at least a playoff team minimum. Yeah. So I I just like Mike Evans better. I think he's a a better uh, receiver. Overall, you know, he's always he's quiet, gets the job done. Yeah, you know, this is a stacked draft. Like just just looking at this right here, it's just you know kind of amazing. And I'm I'm really happy we're doing this one because 
you know, Odell, one of my favorite players in league. I, I just love, you know, he definitely has his on the, off the field stuff and on the field stuff as well. Like you said, big temper, I'd say the net, you know, that game with him and Josh Norman going, you know, I don't know if you remember, but he, he just skydived head first into Josh Norman. When yeah. He, he just bent over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you know, but I, th- I think like he's starting to grow up and yeah, uh, for sure. You know, hopefully, uh, Baker as well, and you know, hopefully they they can mesh into the team that they're supposed to be. It would definitely be, uh, you know, a little Cinderella for the Browns after being iconically bad for so long. You know, I think they're going to make the playoffs next year, uh, especially with the seven teams. I, I 100% think they're going to make the playoffs now. Um, but you know, that team's going to be great, I believe. And like I said, I, I believe Baker Mayfield is going to win MVP next year. Yeah, you know, like I think. Chubb could definitely, you know, be a top five running back. Like, we see what he did this year. I didn't know. He quietly put up, you know, the second most yards in the league, and he would have won rushing title. But I think Henry put up something like 200 in their final game and uh, won the rushing title last, or this year, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely a good team. Hopefully they can make the playoffs. Definitely it'll be good. You know, they're uh, they're close to home for us. Maybe go see a game or something. Definitely be uh, a fun team. and Yeah, for sure. Like you said, they are pretty close. And, you know, definitely would be great to see a game. They've only improved, really, getting Austin Hooper. You know, they've overpaid a bit for him, but definitely better than, you know, what they had. And the fact that they have two good tight ends now is great. And, you know, they they got Taylor Lewan, who, you know, also is a – or was it Jack Conklin? I think it was Jack Conklin they signed. Either one, it was an ex-Tennessee Titan tackle. So, you know, they, they improved on the offensive line, and they still got their draft picks. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And hopefully they don't, you know, notoriously do bad like they do seemingly every season. But it's going to be hard to mess this one up, I'd say. But with that being said, we're just going to move on to pick number 13 here. You know, I'd say, you know, I think he's kind of overrated, but at the same time, he's not. Um, you know, he, he had that monstrous season last year, but he just, you know, he's kind of like a Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like everyone says, you know, he's the best pass rusher and, and Ramsey's the best corner. But at the same time, they kind of just talk a lot. And this is Aaron Donald we're talking about here, drafted drafted by the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. Uh, I pick number 13, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Aaron Donald? And, and do you consider him better than someone like, you know, maybe Khalil Mack or, or some other big time pass rusher, like maybe Miles Garrett or something like um, that? You know, it, it's tough to see on who, uh, who is the best. I, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them, but uh, I've watched, I watched videos on uh, Aaron Donald, like in his upbringing and stuff before. And, you know, he he's a worker. Like he definitely has that working mentality. You don't see him, you don't see him in the news much talking, and he's strictly there to play football and win. So you know he's definitely a hard worker. I I think obviously that's one of St. Louis's best picks that they've had. Looking at over the last couple of drafts, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he's overrated, but he is. Well, let's put it this way. He had 20 and a half sacks two years ago, but the most he's had second to that is 12 and a half, and that was last year. So, you know, Chandler Jones, he, you know, he's quiet, but he posts almost 18, 19 sacks consecutively seasons. In yeah, the last few I, years. I was going to say, I don't know if he's overrated. I just don't know if he should be getting paid that much. 
Mm-hmm. So, but definitely another guy, freaking nature. Like I've seen videos of linemen double teaming him, and like you know he just throws one lineman into the other. So yeah, just re- def- yeah, he's yeah, definitely quick so, for sure. Yeah, definitely a a great pickup, and this is a pretty defensive stack draft. Like for well, it's kind of balanced, but. Definitely a crazy draft, and it would be interesting to see like, if there's a redraft, what teams would have took who. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure Johnny Manziel, later on we're going to talk about him, but I don't think he'd be in the first no, round. Johnny for Football sure. would not be. Uh, you know, here at number 14, we got Kyle Fuller. You know, definitely a good player, but if you don't watch football heavily, you're, you're not a big you know, fan of Kyle Fuller. You don't really know much about him, but, you know, definitely a good solid corner and a, and a younger one for sure. Uh, but, you know, here at, at number 15, one of the saddest stories I'd have to say in the NFL in the last few years, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, Ryan Shazier. You know, definitely just a crazy story what happened to him. And you, know, you kind of wish nothing but the best for this guy in the rest of his life beyond football, just moving forward as, as a human being. Yeah, you know, like, we obviously never even got to see him in his prime. No. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, in his last two, like, he was putting up three interceptions, uh, 87 tackles, 89 tackles, you know, as a linebacker on a, a pretty good, well-rounded Steelers team everywhere. Yeah. He was their heart and soul of that team, to be honest. Yeah, he also, he also had uh, core. three force fumbles and two force fumbles in those two years as well. He was uh, – yeah, that's a tragic story to see. And actually, the season where he had 90 tackles, he only played 12 games. You know, so – Yeah. That's yeah, it was the, the year that, uh, you know, he obviously had his head injury, and that shows, you know, why this sport is so dangerous. You know, I'm never going to forget. I, I I don't know if I was watching it or, or what, but he just hit him and then his whole body just paralyzed on the spot. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, just when, you know, you've seen it go numb and you've seen it just stiffen up instantly. And, you know, that's super scary. You never wish that on anyone. And, you know, I'm hoping uh, uh, 110%, I'm assuming, if he wants a, a job in the, the front office, you know, the Steelers would be uh, the first team to do that. So For sure. I've seen progress. I've seen he's running. I'm pretty sure uh, I've seen him, you know, did some deadlifts. And uh, not running very fast, but, you know, just getting the hang of things. I, I don't know if his plan is to ever play again. But. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if he will be able to and, you just know, physically. I, I don't know if any, any team would sign him, like. You know, yeah. no one wants to take that chance. I, I don't know if, as, as a as Ryan Chazier, I don't know if he take that yeah. chance. You know what I mean? But super tragic. But yeah, still quite tragic. young. Great pick, though. Would have been, uh, you know, if they could have kept that that Bell, um, AB. Obviously, you know, that team could have been a force to be reckoned with as they grew older and gelled together. Right, and, and you know, just to, just to touch on this, it's kind of interesting, you know, it's great to see, and I don't really like the Steelers at all, 
but they're a great organization and they're actually, you know, keeping Ryan Jr.'s yeah. contract uh, going while he's yeah. doing all and, this. And, you know, so. obviously, there, I'm sure, you know, there'd be a team that uh, that wouldn't do that, but, you know, they're just iconically, uh, you know, a great fran- classy, great classy. franchise to play, you know, only having two head coaches ever since they've been around in the league and they've been around quite a while. So, you know, great franchise overall. Yeah, great, great franchise and definitely classy to see them do what they're doing for Ryan Shazier. And uh, moving down the list to uh, a division rival, we have CJ Mosley. You know, that uh, I didn't know he was a first round pick. And, you know, that guy, he's fast for for his. Yeah, he's a big dude. Four time Pro Bowler. Kind of, kind of under the radar, if you ask me. Like you don't really, you don't really hear his name too much. But I assume, obviously, last year he had an injury. He only played two games, but you know, the two seasons before that, he had 105 mm-hmm. tackles and uh, 132 tackles with uh, you know seven and five pass deflections, a pick, and then two picks. Like definitely an all around great guy. Yeah, and you know, last year I believe his first game with the Jets, he, I believe he got like a pick six and a forced fumble or something like that in their first game, which is, you know, that's ridiculous because he was just, you know, gelling quite well with that defensive coordinator and that system. But like you said, he couldn't stay healthy after those two yeah, games. Yeah, and you know, I th- I think that team, that team's definitely could be a lot better than uh, what they're doing for sure. You know, they, if they can keep Bell around, if Darnold is their guy, definitely could be a good team. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know if their coach is the best. I'm not a big fan of Adam Gaze, you know, especially publicly speaking about, you know, kind of his players and throwing them under the bus, you know, getting, you know, kind of talking trash to Le'Veon Bell, which is it's kind of weird, but. Yeah, you know, you know it's, it's kind of weird to see, like, how often these owners and head coaches actually do that? You know, like, like how uh, yeah. we heard, obviously, with, with Winston. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's a good example. But, you know, like, you know, those are top-of-the-line players that you're kind of just throwing around like they're nothing. And, and they're young yeah, kids, Yeah, exactly. Too, so, mean. yeah, that's crazy. And um, at yeah. 20... The Saints took Brandon Cooks. You know he's never he's never been a Pro Bowler, yeah. which uh, that's yeah, crazy. That, that's me, to be I was gonna say you know that that's kind of strange. You know you're in a four three, which is ridiculously fast actually. Um, basically, minus his rookie season and last season, he's like almost like eleven hundred yards a a season. Which is uh, that's good. I I didn't know he had that many yards. But yeah, and uh, you know he might be actually on the move this year, to be honest, because uh, the Rams are trying to cut cap with him. And uh, you know, I guess he tweeted out saying "free me" the other day. Um, so that's interesting to see what that yeah, means. That, that's that's interesting. I know there's ties to him possibly coming back to the Patriots. I don't know what's going on there, but. Uh, you know, he's been liking posts and stuff like that, trying to, you know, spark some 
social media buzz about him coming back to the Patriots. But like you said, when he's healthy and playing 16 games, he's getting over 1,000 yards and a lot of touchdowns for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and um, I see here in the little notes at the bottom, you know, 2016, over 1,000 yards with the Saints, then 2017 with the Patriots, over 1,000 yards, and then, you know, again with the Rams, over 1,000 yards, three teams in three years, still putting up over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just proving that he can fit in any system. Yeah, like, he's one of my favorite players in the entire league, and you know, I'm. it sucks to see him leave the Patriots after one season, but I'm still going to root for him wherever he is, and I, I just love watching him play, and he's very electrifying, and he's, he's a good yeah. guy too, you know. But, yeah, definitely interesting. He, he's super young, though. At, at this time, when he was drafted, he was only 20, which makes him one of the youngest players in the draft, I believe. Only one other person was 20 years old when they got drafted in this draft, so super young and good. that's good. Um, You know, going down to to 22, we got someone out of Texas A&M. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is uh, Johnny Manziel, who, you know, this guy had all of the, you know, he had it all, and then he just lost it all, which is, you know, just crazy to, to think about. Um, he couldn't even make a roster in the CFL or, or the XFL even now that he's, you know, not even playing. Yeah, and, you know, it kind of just shows what, uh, you know, how hard work beats talent. Obviously, he had the natural talent, and that that was fine for him in college. Obviously, he won the Heisman. And, uh, yeah, and that just proves that you still got to work hard, even if you're good, or else, you know, Eventually, that natural talent's going to wear off, and whoever's working harder is uh, going to get that spot. Yeah. Um, did you know he was as yeah. bad? Like his stat, like are absolutely terrible. And you, I, I, I remember him being good. I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm. Was it the media just blowing it out? Of I'm pretty sure that. Uh, you know, this is the time when the Browns went through like three or four quarterbacks in three or four years. You know, they, yeah, he's awful, terrible. Bro, you know, surprisingly, you know, I was kind of shocked he couldn't make the CFL team, and I always thought him as as good. But I don't know what I was doing back in 2015 and 14. No, but... yeah, he. He was two and six as yeah, a starter. I believe his first year he was zero touchdowns, uh, seven picks. Zero touchdowns, two picks in in his career. He's thrown seven picks and yeah, seven it, touchdowns. You know that's uh, you know it, it's sad to see. He was kind of like the first Kyler Murray. He was Kyler Murray before Kyler Murray. You know he was fast. He could run. He could throw, but you know obviously the money. You know what I think it was? I I think I think at this time this is when the Browns like lost like twenty consecutive yeah, games. Yeah, and that's when like they that. and he came and in and won that's two. That's when they went through uh, you know four quarterbacks in four years or something like that, and and like four head coaches. Yeah. Like they're like it's hard to tell if it was all his fault or not. Like uh, for how his career ended up in the NFL, but you know. Iconically, of course, the Browns took him. You know, just yeah. makes sense. That's the that's the Browns. I'm sure he was selling out stadiums when he first got drafted. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely a big name and still a big name. Um, But, you know, I didn't know he was two and six as a starter. And and more importantly, he was seven for seven with touchdown interception ratio. So definitely not the best uh, stats of the Johnny. Johnny football. Johnny football, but can't throw anything but picks, I guess. Yeah, and just one pick after, D Ford. Out of Auburn, going to Kansas. Obviously, they just uh, just won the Super Bowl, and you know that that's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, ironically, you know he's with Kansas City last season. He moved to the Forty ers and they played each other, and he yeah, got the wrong end exactly. of the team. Exactly, and he just came off uh, thirteen sacks for Kansas the year before, so you know seven forced fumbles. And then yeah, he moved to San Fran, and you know they just they couldn't get the job done. I think, uh, in my opinion, personally, with how he is on the social media, I think he's overrated. Yeah, D Ford. Yeah, like I, I can honestly see that. You know, he uh, he's definitely a good pass rusher. Don't get me wrong, but he got paid a lot of money. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he's overrated because of what. I hear him saying on social media or I don't know. You, you, what, what's an example of what he'd say? I know. Social media? Um, like he, he's just saying no one, uh, no one can guard me. Like, you know, I'm the best in the league and you know, I don't like, where do you, where would you even rank him on that line with like Buckner, Bosa, Yeah, like I'd say, well, Buckner got shipped. Off, yeah, but but you have Armstead, exactly. and then you got Bosa. Yeah, so I I don't even. So I'd say he's two yeah, or three. Yeah, that's just on his own team, and you know, look at look at this draft. They all those other guys earlier in the draft, I think you know, definitely have done a lot more than him. He had that one good season with Kansas, and you know, he he got his money. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, also they have Quan Alexander there in San Francisco as well. I know you love Quan, and uh, he's a good yeah. player as well. But uh, you know that that's basically basically wrapping it up for the first round. I mean, there's Jason Verrett. I mean, he's a Pro Bowler. Look at yeah. thirty-two, and then yeah, we do have thirty-two. We got um, Teddy Bridge. You know, he's obviously got a new home this year. He's He's been around the league. He suffered from injuries a little bit throughout his career, but I I could see him being a franchise quarterback for sure. You know, he's fast. He's great in the community, from what I've heard. I uh, I heard it was a, a high school playoff game in New Orleans, and it was at the Superdome. And you know, he he rode his bike there, and uh, he brought his bike down the tunnel, and he sat behind the bench watching. Yeah. Watching the, high the game, kids. yeah, like uh, wow. I guess like he did a lot for the city, and you know, he seems just seems like a really good guy, and uh, I hope he can get back to you know how he was projected to be in uh, you know his earlier seasons. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, definitely a electrifying quarterback and hopefully he can stay healthy because I believe that injury took like almost two years off his career. Yeah. He suffered that. 
But yeah, you know, definitely a, a stack first round here. You know, we got guys like Kelvin Benjamin. This guy was he turned into the next Eddie Lacy. Not to make any jokes, if you know about mental health, but uh, you know, he this guy really got big, and he could be almost a tight end now. You know what I mean? So, you know, guys got guys like that, and. You know, we spent a lot of time on the first round, so we're not going to do too much on, on the rest of draft as this has already been a relatively long podcast episode. But, you know, just to name off a few stars here, you got guys like Demarcus Lawrence, another stud pass rusher uh, lineman here at pick 34. You got your guy at, at pick 36, you know, Derek Carr. Who who do you – so if you're, if you're a Raiders fan, who do you want to play for your team, uh, Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr? Uh, you know, I I would like to see what um what both of them can do. You know, with Mariota, obviously, once upon a time he he was a really good quarterback, and you know I I feel like Tennessee might have given up on him a bit because you know that whole team didn't really start playing well until midway through the season, so you can't just throw that all on him. But I think him and Josh Jacobs could definitely be a a serious one two threat with uh you know, the read options and whatnot. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting, you know, and then see if they, they can ship out car for picks or a receiver, possibly. It'll be, uh, it'll be see, cool to see what Gruden does. You know, he's always, he's always got a trick up his sleeve. So, but m- moving on, we got three pretty, pretty good wide receivers here in uh, the second round in uh, Devontae Adams, obviously monster. You got Allen Robertson and uh, Jarvis Landry. You know that's three good wide receivers taken here in the second round. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say you know Devontae Adams definitely one of the better receivers in the league, to be honest. And uh, he's not the biggest or not the physical, but he's so quick off the line, and he's like, you know, he he's he's he acts bigger than he is. You know, he he uh, just blows by people and you know makes yeah. Every catch, I mean, really. he's playing with a. Obviously, Hall of Famer quarterback there with him, but you know, and uh, a notable mention here is uh, Garoppolo, obviously on the Patriots at this time, taken here at the end of the second round. Obviously, we just seen him play in uh, the Super Bowl, but comparing Garoppolo to, well, I guess a lot of players in this draft, you know, at this time it was the Patriots, so he was drafted at Eastern Illinois, obviously. A small school, yeah. But that's just how that's how Bill does it. He he likes the smaller schools, you know, and and, and, sure. it, and it seems to work. So he can grab them at the the lower end, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, sandwich in between two pretty good receivers, and you know, Garoppolo being a sixty-two overall pick, definitely a good quarterback here, and uh, definitely a good pick there at the later rounds of the second uh, or later picks of the second round um you know there's just other guys here that are, are quite good a lot of got a lot of linemen who are pretty good at their position Gabe Jackson uh Trey Turner Brandon Linder these guys are pretty good um you got guys like fast running backs like Jarek McKinnon and Drew Archer you know those two are very small but very quick and agile you also got another running back here in Devon, uh, Devontae Freeman. Got released by the uh, Atlanta Falcons just recently. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes. You know, maybe he, uh, I don't I know, maybe he finds a home in, in San Francisco with his uh, friend, Pelvin yeah, Coleman. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
obviously, you know, bringing in Todd Gurley. So, you know, you, you got to make room for him. But definitely uh, still a good running back, in my opinion. He let for sure. He led the league in running uh, back. touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in uh, 2015. Yeah, him and him and the, that Atlanta offense was you know, that was a huge, huge one-two in the air with Julio and and on the running game with Tobin Coleman and yeah. Devontae Freeman. Uh, moving on here, another running back, James White. Kind of shocking that he's never really made a Pro Bowl either. You know, he always puts up big numbers more in the receiving game, but you know, always putting up big re- receiving numbers, receptions, and and, and touchdowns. Yeah, but, but you know, you know, obviously. Uh... You know the Patriots. Uh, they're playing him. Yeah, they they're, they're playing in the Super Bowl more often than not. So I'm sure. I'm not sure. Do players, if they're playing in the Super Bowl, do they still get notified as like a Pro Bowl select? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they so, do. Yeah, that yeah. that is kind of shocking. But you know, obviously he's splitting reps all the time. They uh, mm-hmm. they they never have like the biggest name, but they're always good. So. For sure, yeah, and uh, they, they got a variety of bats backs they like to choose from and keep fresh. So it's never constant reps, but there's you know there's a lot of consistency with that yeah. backfield. Um, you know, I know you like this pick here. We're moving into later rounds here at, at round five. We got Telvin Smith. You know, this guy kind of pulled the MIA on everybody last season. Yeah, but um, you know he's good. He's six foot three. Ran a five or a four five, sorry, but yeah, he he didn't play last season. And uh, if I remember right, yeah, he's the player where nobody knows where he went. Like he he kind of like yeah. he disappeared. Like you know he never uh, like he just never came to practice. Nothing. So you know I'm curious to see what actually happened. From what I heard, um, the police officers raided his house. And yeah, he just just never came back. Yeah, that, that's it's just ridiculous, and uh, definitely with the team like the Jaguars, you know they need, they need help, all the help they can get. So oh, I, I just um, see um, he's one of their best players. I see players. a thing that he posted the May ninth of twenty nineteen that. He he will not he will not return and he needs to uh, step away from the game of football. So you know that's interesting, and then uh, January twenty ninth, twenty twenty, you know, so about a month ago, he uh, he turned down offers to play. I guess he had offers from uh, from multiple teams. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, he was one of the better athletic linebackers that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and uh, there's a report here. It says Telvin Smith sat out this year for his mental health, not physical health. These guys are human beings, men who play football for a living. Uh, they have lives, families, and feelings. And he actually responded saying, you know, this is false. So. Wow. Maybe it's something to do with the organization. No, he said sure. he still loves um he still loves the Jags and, you know, whatnot. So I, I don't know if it's that, but I guess, you know, we'll never know. But, you know, hopefully he can get back into the game. He's a, He was a big part of that great defense they had. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, getting on to our favorite part of the draft, this is the undrafted section. You know, this is a crazy undrafted section here. You got guys like Shaquille Barrett, who led the league in sacks last year. You know, Malcolm Butler, who won a Super Bowl for the England Patriots on, like, one yard line. Um, guys like, um, you know, Taylor Gabriel, very fast. You look at these undrafted free agents by the Browns, you know, Taylor Gabriel, Isaiah Crowell, Willie Sneed. You know, these guys are big-time players. Uh, at, you know, they haven't made a Pro Bowl or nothing, but, you know, they're still difference makers uh, for sure. And Isaiah Crowell is a pretty good back at, at one point in his career. Yeah, he's kind of been um, all over the league, but, you know, like he's always been a pretty decent running back. Yeah, and, you know, out of, out of Alabama yeah. State, I believe that's different yeah, from is. Alabama. But, you know, same – same uh, relatively location. So, you know, big, big time back sent, uh, you know, location there for running backs. And you got Alan Hearns, you know, he was a pretty good receiver for the Jags actually. And, you know, I believe he was with the um, Cowboys not too long ago. And now he's with the Dolphins actually. Yeah. And, um, you know, two tight ends. We got, I didn't know uh, Trey Burton. If it, that's who, oh, yeah, yeah, on the Bears, that, that's who I'm thinking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not bad. I get, like, he, he's undrafted. He's filthy fast. Or yeah, the, the undrafted. Um, 131 receptions, 12 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. But, you know, yeah, not a bad guy. And, and yeah, Cameron exactly. Braid as well. So, you know, that, that just shows – you can get the production out of those guys being undrafted, unlike, uh, you know, obviously the Lions taking Eric Ebron 10th. Exactly, for sure. And, uh, you know, also another guy here, Damian Williams. You know, we kind of know how we feel about this guy. But, uh, you know, he's here undrafted as well. This guy, you know, maybe – Maybe they were feeling his ego from the first five or six rounds, but, you know, that's why he waited so long. But, you know, definitely a – you know, he's good, but at the same time, I personally think his value depreciates because of his attitude towards, you know, football and and Yeah, I mean, look at his first three seasons. You know, he didn't even start a single game. And he he only has a career of 1,200 yards rushing. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, this guy thinks he's – Bo Jackson, like it. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I don't like him. I mean, just just an asshole. You know, just you know, some of the stuff he does in the field is quite questionable as well. To be honest, you know, his celebrations are quite, you know, ignorant and, and rude. I remember one of the celebrations he did against the Patriots in, in the AFC Championship game. They actually ended up losing, but it's something where he was, you know, like messing around the ball with his, you know, crotch area, which was kind of weird to just to watch, you know, after scoring a touchdown. You yeah, you know, and uh, you should do that. But. Reasons like that is why the NFL banned celebrations for a couple of years is, yeah. uh, you know, stupid stuff like that. Obviously, like we've seen Marshawn Lynch do it, but, you know, he's not he's not doing it to be an ass or nothing. You know, it's just. Marshawn Lynch, that guy's got a, a personality of his own. We know that. Yep. Yeah, beach mode. Just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, so. 
Damian Williams had a big, you know, had a big uh, Super Bowl, but you know, I'm not ever forget when he uh, broke off that 60 yard touchdown and didn't go down just for the glory. Yeah, you know, you know that, I mean? that's just game was over. That's just him being him, you know. And you know, I'm surprised Andy yeah. Reid puts up with that, but it's he's very quiet. You don't really see him talking too much. He's not yeah. in the media, but you know, definitely a guy that wouldn't fly on Belichick's team. No, for for sure. And uh, you know, at some point, it's it's good to showboat, but at the same time, you got to be humble. And you know, this guy does, like you said, you know, he kind of put it perfectly. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't put up big numbers, and he barely starts. And he thinks he's both yeah, Jackson. He thinks so, he's top of line. You know, no hate or nothing, but. You know, just uh, def- just not a fan of him personally, but you know, he he definitely makes plays when when they need to. So, you know, just looking at that, that's kind of concluding this look at the NFL draft of 2014. You know, just looking at some big players here. Who who would you say? You know, I know we do this quite often, but who would you say the biggest steal of this draft was? And, and you know, why? The biggest steal. One second, let me pull back up. Um. You know, you got Shaquille Barrett undrafted. That's pretty big, but he hasn't been consistent. Yeah. You know, Malcolm yeah, Butler. Yeah, just looking at uh, Malcolm Butler down there, obviously. Even Devontae Adams, you know, at second round. Yeah, I, I would have to say, I mean, as of right now, you probably, you probably got to go with Devontae Adams. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if Garoppolo can get it done and win a Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, if he yeah. can, uh, he can be that MVP caliber quarterback everyone expects him to, and the money says, then you know he could definitely, uh-huh. uh, he could definitely take that over. Devontae Freeman, what did he do this year? I believe he did not have the best year. Overall. No, he he really only had uh, two good seasons. That was his uh, sophomore and his third season. He put up eleven touchdowns each year and over a thousand yards, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have to say probably um, Devontae Adams just for, you know, the numbers he puts up year in and year out with uh, Rodgers there. Yeah, 18 touchdowns the last two years. Yeah, he he puts up huge numbers and is very productive at at that position for sure. And, uh, yeah, you know, that kind of concludes it. I don't really know if there's a clear winner or loser here. You know, the Falcons did quite well. You know, Ricardo Allen late, Devontae Freeman at a good price, Jake Matthews, pretty good offensive tackle. So, you know, quite quite good draft, and there was a lot of talent going around evenly everywhere. Yeah, we've seen, um, you, know, you know, the Rams had the pick at number two from a guy I'd never heard of, but then they also they got um, Donald at, 13, you know, so that kind of makes up for it. But they definitely could have been a clear winner if uh, that first pick was a little bit better. But, yeah. And uh, just a notable mention, we had the Jets and 49ers with 12 picks and uh, the Colts with the fewest. They had five picks. Yeah, you know, that that's very interesting to see, uh, you know, who has the most picks and who's stacking up and who is really, you know, I'm you know, at this time I'm sure the Colts probably tried to go in a few years ago on Andrew Luck, so you know, who knows what they did to trade up to that position or where yeah. they were, but you know, a lot of 
lot of interesting stuff here to learn about this draft. And, you know, hopefully the next episode we do, we don't have to talk about the Rams and Jags at the top of the chart, you know, picking some guy that's going to be nobody in, you know, a few years because, you know, Greg Robinson, like we said, this guy uh, kind of messed up and uh, hopefully he, he gets his stuff together after football, but, you know, just a crazy story there. And, you know, Blake Bortles is backing up Jared Goff now. So, you know, just a crazy story, but I'd say the, I'd say the best few picks here would probably be Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, G.A. Van Clowney, Mike Evans, like you said, great guy. Um, you know, Anthony Barr, quite good. And, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. And, you know, my favorite pick, I'd probably say, is Ryan Shazier. I just love that guy. And, like we said, hopefully nothing but the best for that guy moving forward. Yeah, after football I'd definitely well. love to see him be a, a coach of some sort or, you know, something along those lines. I'm sure he's already a speaker now or something to do with the community. But, yeah, I'd love to see him be a coach and, you know, maybe they can win a Super Bowl or something get him a ring. Yeah, and, you know, I, I bet he could be a very good linebackers coach if that's, you know, that's something that he could do because he knows the game quite well. And it seems like the uh, the Steelers are drafting linebackers like him, you know, Devin Bush, very fast and, and strong. And, you know, TJ Watts there, Bud Dupree is there. So that's a very good linebacker group. And, you know, imagine if Ryan Jazier was able to stay healthy, he'd yeah, make that only with better. Yeah, so. Fitzpatrick as well. So, yeah. Yep. Just a crazy uh, – Crazy story, but, you know, wish nothing but the best for him. And you know, this is a great draft to do, you know, very, very talented draft for sure. And, and it's kind of like everyone knows who these players are and they're still making plays to this day. And this happened six years ago. So, you know, great draft. And uh, I look forward to doing another one. Uh, like we said, we want to do the 2010 draft eventually as well. So maybe uh, put that in here for a special episode. But I believe tomorrow – we have Todd Stottlemyre coming on, which is going to be, you know, quite fun to do. Listen to a three times, three time World Series champion, and you know, in fact, uh, a two time Blue Jays, a Toronto Blue Jays champ, World Series champion, when they won back to back years there. So that's going to be quite fun, and uh, definitely stay tuned for that episode. I know we're, we're yeah. both looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully we can get more episodes like that coming up in the future. So. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in if you made it this far. And uh, definitely stay tuned for tomorrow as it's going to be a great episode. You know, undoubtedly one of the best episodes we're going to have tomorrow. And it's going to be very interesting and, and very knowledgeable yep. for both of us.